Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell, back once again with some thoughts on AW All Out. It's what everyone's still talking about. And um, I know that, you know, the, the show was on Sunday, but there is still so much buzz surrounding this pay-per-view. And uh, we did quite a bit of stuff over at 411mania.com. Be sure to check everything out, all of our coverage, because there is a ton of news. Um, I did a column, which we're going to talk about in a second. Also put together some YouTube videos that we mentioned here previously. You can find those on the YouTube channel. I did a, a video on the hype surrounding a lot of people wondering, is this one of the greatest pay-per-views in the history of professional wrestling? Uh, I went into that on one of our reaction videos on our YouTube channel, so I'll put the link to that in the show notes. You can check that out as well. Uh, but wanted to continue the theme of talking about Brian Danielson and Adam Cole specifically, which we did that on the previous episode of the podcast, which I did immediately after All Out on Sunday night, and now had a little bit more time to really think about the impact of these two guys jumping from WWE to AEW, and that was one of the things that I brought up previously was this was sort of an unprecedented situation when you have two active members of the WWE roster, but not just anyone, two guys who were positioned at the very top of their brand. Daniel or Brian Danielson, I'm going to continue to call him Daniel Bryan sometimes. There's no doubt that's going to happen. So um, eventually we'll just go all uh, Brian Danielson, but there will be times, I promise you, where I will call him Daniel Bryan. He's someone who's main evented WrestleMania, the most recent WrestleMania. He was there. He won the main event WrestleMania 30. So a top main eventer who was on SmackDown at the time leaves WWE to go to AEW. Adam Cole, top star, top face on, you know, NXT over the past several years now. Um, he does the same. And I talked about sort of how unprecedented that was for this particular era. And that brought up a lot of discussion about, you know, how does this compare to the biggest sort of jumping ship moment we've talked about in wrestling history, which, of course, was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash jumping from WWF to WCW in 1996 and CM Punk actually was he mentioned this about how you know he thought that I think he said this in the, the press conference afterwards about how he thought this was bigger in terms of you know Danielson and Cole jumping than perhaps Hall and Nash's jump I know a lot of people will immediately look at that and say well how could he possibly say that how can he possibly think that um but also you know we had a comment on 41mania.com one of our reviews I'll give a shout out to uh, the commenter, Sid's Got Scissors, which that username in and of itself, uh, pretty fantastic. But uh, I wrote a column and I mentioned this. The comment that, that was made on one of our reviews about the Hall and Nash comparison, and that was what uh, Sid's Got Scissors, again, username, um, that was one of the things that was brought up in that comment was this may be that moment. Do we look back and say this was sort of that moment for this generation? to look at this and say, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, two active WWE stars, main event level in their own, you know, spot, which I think anyone, you know, had Adam Cole gone to the main roster, who knows what the booking would have been like, because I think that's just the nature of things now. We're going to continue to use this carry and cross example, but there have been other examples too, when it comes to someone making the jump from NXT to the main roster in WWE. We don't know how that would have looked, but we know that the potential was there for Adam Cole to be a top star um, on the WWE main roster, but he was a top star in NXT, and that's where we talk about Brian Danielson. He was undoubtedly at the very top at one point of WWE. He was the biggest star in the company not that long ago, 
Um, and now, you know, they decide to make that move. And so I can understand the comparisons, whether it's, you know, people commenting about it, whether it's Punk mentioning it. I get it because, in a sense, this is something, and I brought this up in the column, which I will link to in the, the show notes. This is just going to be a little bit more of a, a deep dive with some extended thoughts on that. But this is unprecedented for this era um, because even when you had... You know, people like John Moxley and Chris Jericho, I guess, in a sense, too, where these are former, you know, top stars in WWE that left, you know, and decided to ultimately wind up in AEW. This just feels different because these are two people who, you know, are coming over at the same time. And really, it feels like sort of the the domino effect is what I mentioned uh, in the column was this is sort of the the feeling of that, that all of these sort of chain events have led to this big domino falling where it's not just, you know, a John Moxley coming over early in AEW's history. It's Brian Danielson and Adam Cole coming over at a pretty pivotal point in AEW's history where it's, okay, this company is growing. This company has a lot of momentum, just with the CM Punk return, like all the momentum, the most momentum they've ever had. But now, you bring in these two, you know, big time players who are going to be, you know, they're going to bring in a, a certain fan base that has followed them throughout their career in WWE and elsewhere. That fan base is now going to seek out, you know, watching Brian Danielson and watching Adam Cole on a regular basis. And that's where you start to see that uptick when it comes to viewership. Um, and all of that stuff and business overall, um, like we said, it's going to be very fascinating to see what the pay-per-view buys ultimately look like for this pay-per-view, because not only you're going to get a lot of that based off of CM Punk, but you also did have that built-in suspense of wondering who all was going to show up. A lot more people, I think, felt confident, as we mentioned previously, that it was going to be Brian Danielson, but I don't know that there was that same confidence that it was going to be Adam Cole there too. And so for me, to have them in the same segment, I said it before, it's the ultimate flex for Tony Khan to bring them both out in the same segment and to immediately position them as top stars in the company after your main event. It's the closing visual on the biggest pay-per-view you've ever put together. You have two of WWE's top stars, a top NXT star, a top main roster star in that visual of going off the pay-per-view, you see Adam Cole, you see Brian Danielson, and you see the already built-in stars that AEW has, has built up all right beside them. And so you've got this entire package here um, that you are presenting to where it does feel like it's a very different dynamic now. And that's where, you know, having two people jump ship, like that's the word we love to use, when you go back and look at Hall and Nash, um, it's always about jumping ship. And that's what happened here. Like you had two big time players jump ship. And now it's, can you make that comparison just yet? I think it's way, way, way too early to do that. And I think that we won't know the answer to that question, uh, which I sort of said in the column was about, we don't know the answer to this. It's fun to think about. And it's fun to discuss. And I'm not going to balk at anyone who wants to have a fun and interesting discussion based around this because it is one of the most exciting times we've had in professional wrestling in a long time. So 
let's allow people to be excited about it and to have these kind of fun discussions uh, because I, I think it's it's very interesting to think about and it's maybe something on the surface that you don't necessarily think about and say, well, there's no chance, you know, the audience, the viewership, none of that stuff is what it was back in the Attitude Era or kind of the at the beginning, the birth of the NWO, all of this other stuff. And I think everyone gets that. But it is still, if you com- which is hard to compare generations, but if you use that caveat to say, this generation, if you're looking at it in the current wrestling landscape and you want to make a comparison, I can get why people would make the comparison. I really can because it is something that was an unprecedented situation to see two active stars. And, and that's where I kind of put about the difference with CM Punk. CM Punk, significant. We know that. We know what CM Punk's going to drive from a business standpoint. We'll see that with a pay-per-view vibes. We've already seen it from the viewership standpoint merchandise, all the stuff that CM Punk has already done um, in the, what, couple weeks now. He's been in AEW. But now I think you look at it and see that was someone who came back from a seven and a half year layoff. Um, and really, there was never the expectation that I don't, a lot of people never expect him to go back to WWE with the way things ended there. But these are two stars who have been on television Featured regularly, you know, in the past year, you know, of course, Adam Cole, and even as close as the past several weeks, um, all of a sudden they make that jump. And I think what that does, it doesn't just create a buzz, it doesn't just create momentum for AW, it creates what I think you could probably refer to as, you know, the NWO effect, where it's the feeling that, okay, this is now a possibility that we could see something like this on AEW television. We could see this type of occurrence where a WWE star, a main you know roster star at the top of his game like Brian Danielson, an NXT top talent, Adam Cole, who a lot of people were just waiting and waiting and waiting to see when would he eventually hit the main roster. Now we know that there is a possibility that AEW could deliver something like that of that magnitude to us and actually come through on it and give that to us, you know, the excitement, the buzz. Um, again, people talking about maybe one of the best pay-per-views of all time coming out of the show. That's the feeling that I would get as a wrestling fan if I watch AEW. Once you plant that in people's minds, that the possibility is there, that you are going to miss something that you absolutely cannot miss because it is going to be either a defining moment in wrestling history or something that everyone's talking about, you know, the next day, and you're like, well, I don't want to miss out on that. It's the FOMO, right? Like, it's the fear of missing out. You don't want that. And that is what AEW did, I thought. You know, certainly you could point to, too, I mean, even to a different scale, like Minoru Suzuki coming out. That's it. Like, the Forbidden Door, all this other stuff. Like, AEW's already been sort of building some of that in, and that's where the domino effect comes back into play, where it's they've already built in this unpredictability. But now, to add the layer that they added, we are giving you that possibility that you are going to see a top WWE star um, wind up on our programming and decide that we are the better option for them. And that says something. Like, that says a lot. Because remember, let's, let's think of this too. And, and I forget this sometimes, just in this line of work. Like, it, I think sometimes it's very easy to forget this. But not everyone is connected to everything that's going on when it comes to reports, rumors, all this other stuff. Not everyone's connected all the time. Um, they're just, you know, there are some people out there who just watch wrestling and don't, you know, don't go to 411mania.com. They don't go to all these other sites trying to find all the news and figure out exactly what's going on. They maybe just sit back and enjoy it, and, and it's nothing more than that to them. It's casual. 
They can still be hardcore fans, but they maybe just don't care about the, you know, they want to experience it without knowing beforehand some of the things that could possibly happen. And so that, for that fan base, think about that. Like to see these two guys be on WWE TV for the longest time and now to watch AEW All Out and you're like, wow, how did that happen? And these guys have decided that AEW is where they want to be at. They were just on WWE, the biggest company in the world, and now they want to be in AEW. Like that, that tells a story there. And it's one that I think, you know, if this continues to be a theme that you see, and now that AEW's planted in your mind that this is a possibility you could have on any of their shows, whether it's a pay-per-view, whether it's Dynamite, Rampage, whatever, now that you have seen that this is a possible thing to have these stars jump, then all of a sudden it does make AEW TV must-see or AEW pay-per-views must-see because you don't want to miss this huge thing that's just happened and guess what? That's what WCW did when you had Hall and Nash come in and then Hogan becomes the third man. It created a layer of unpredictability week in and week out. But just because that huge turn, that massive defining moment in wrestling history, when Hall jumps, it feels real. You're probably not going to be able to, to replicate that in this day and age because there are so many news and reports and everything where, you know, if you want to know ahead of time, you're going to have a chance to know ahead of time what's going to happen here. But you know, for the most part, like they still were able to capture the magic. And that's what they refer to, right? Like it's the magic. And, and they were able to capture that and plant that into your mind that there was a possibility that you were going to see something you've never seen before. And for this particular era, we have not seen a jump like this where you have these two stars, again, in the spots they were in with the number one wrestling company in the world in terms of business, make that jump and say, all right, AW, the competition, is a better place for me career-wise. And that's basically what you had here uh, with Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. And before we get into more of this, uh, let's talk about you being the one that needs to make the jump. You're going to be the one that jumps ship to our friends at Manscaped. Don't know what you're using now when it comes to the -the below-the-waist grooming, but you need to jump ship to Manscaped because support for 411 on Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped, the best and men's below-the-waist grooming, the champions of the world in that category. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer. You know where I'm going with this. The Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. You can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you, 20% off, and free worldwide shipping. I said free worldwide shipping with the promo code 411Wrestling at manscaped.com. Again, imagine just shaving with a sleek, well-designed, optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I've said it before, I'm one of the first people that gets a chance to try this new Lawnmower 4.0, and I am blown away by the performance. Uh, The craftsmanship, the details, the 4.0 has it all. It's all at the next level, and uh, Manscaped continuing to engineer the ultimate body trimmer uh, by focusing on the intelligent functionality, incredibly comfortable grooming experience. You get it all with this fourth generation trimmer. Uh, it's got the multifunction on-off switch. If you're a traveler, it's perfect for that. If you need a little bit more uh, precision in your shave, you know where I'm going with this too. The LED spotlight, the 4000K LED spotlight. It's got an on-off switch. If you want to have a little more light down there, see what you're doing, boom. 
Lawnmower 4.0 gives you that. Uh, and it has the wireless charging, one of the best parts. Um, the wireless charging system, it lasts longer, and that's what you want. Take your time, because Manscaped has got you covered. And let's be honest, if you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it all wrong. Boost your confidence with this new body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time. With a smooth shave, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job and get 20% off free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code 411wrestling. Unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. So let's get back to the ultimate question. Like, can you compare... Brian Danielson and Adam Cole jumping from WWE to AEW to Holland Nash in WCW, making that same jump from WWF to WCW. I ultimately don't think you can answer that question yet. <laughs> I know it sounds like a, a cop-out answer, but you certainly can't answer it yet because you don't know what AEW's business is going to look like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Um, we have no idea. And as I continue to say, and I've said this before, even before these two guys debuted and made the decision to jump to AEW, WWE's business is not in any jeopardy. Like they have all the money that they need. They're they're not going out of business tomorrow. Um, probably, you know, no matter who jumps. I don't know if Roman Reigns makes the jump. Maybe that's even more significant, of course. But I just don't see that happening. But if we're talking about in terms of the impact on AEW's business in and of itself and what it can do for the professional wrestling landscape, which these are some of the things that we were talking about when Hall and Nash made the jump in '96. Um, it can be a significant game changer. And I think game changer is the right, right word here because, um, you know, when you look at just how this was a move that we had not seen before, it can change the game. And I think we're seeing that already with the moves that AEW is making and also from the standpoint of AEW just making its audience happy. It is giving the audience an experience that you just quite frankly, cannot get anywhere else in professional wrestling right now. That's not a knock on WWE, but you're not going to get this experience in AEW anywhere else at right now in the world of professional wrestling. And I think that is very sexy. Like that's a very sexy appeal, whether it's for talent, whether it's for fans, anyone else, there is a lot of momentum on AEW's side. There is a lot of appeal to this company right now. And now when you add two very, you know, beloved figures in professional wrestling and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. And like we said, we're not even talking about, we're not even taking it a step further and talking about, you know, the ones that are already there or, you know, a debuting Ruby Soho who also has a lot of fan support behind her. Um, there's a lot that AEW can do with this. And it's the same, you know, when you look back at WCW, there was a lot they could do with Hall and Ash and they turned that into something. Ultimately, it didn't work out in the end. We know what happened with WCW, but... I don't think we look at it that way necessarily because it's different generations. They're different circumstances. You're not comparing it from a viewership standpoint or just from where the wrestling business was then versus where the wrestling business was now. You have to compare it within your own sort of era. And I think if you do that now, that's where we say this was sort of a situation. It was very unique. We had not seen it before. And this is where AEW can really ride this momentum, I think, and take two guys jumping ship and make that sort of the foundation now to take that next big step perhaps as a company and again that's what wcw did with hall and nash um you know at that point in wrestling and it was it felt so different from anything else you had seen before 
And while, yes, like Danielson and Cole, they're joining a very crowded roster of a lot of talent who's already, you know, at that level that they've been able to produce, you know, and be main event stars in AEW and become, you know, those top draws for the company. But now that you add them into the mix, you know, with CM Punk and, and everyone else that's there now, um, it just becomes something that if you're on the outside looking in, I guess a better word would be if you're an outsider. That's that's a good way to put it, right? Since the discussion we're having. Um, if you're an outsider and you're looking at this and saying, wow, like look at what they did with Brian Danielson and Adam Cole. And if I'm a fan and I'm looking at this and thinking, like think of if you just, if you were someone that missed all out, think about if you didn't even watch the show and you're sitting back and you're thinking, my goodness, I just missed a very huge moment in wrestling. But now it's like you're going to have that in your mind to where I don't feel like I can miss an AEW pay-per-view or I don't feel like I, I can miss Dynamite that's coming up or the Rampage after that because AEW is doing things that, you know, for me as a fan, like they are giving me a very different experience. That is could be something that a lot of people are saying right now. And that's going to ultimately continue you know, to add to your fan base. And that's where your numbers increase. Viewership, all this other stuff, merchandise. Like there are so many different layers to this um, that, you know, just having the discussion on comparing this to Hall and Nash, um, there are so many other comparisons you can make. Like you could go beyond that. uh, But I think it's just, it's an interesting one people have been talking about. And so I wanted to go into it a little bit more in depth because I find it very fascinating to think about. Um, you know, Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, like it's a different circumstances, different motivations too. I think when you look at, um, you know, those four in particular and the differences, um, in terms of kind of where they were at in their careers and those types of things. But I think still it's, it's a very interesting thing to think about when you're looking at this generation of wrestling and trying to find some of those things, which again, nowadays, you can find any information you want on the internet, social media, whatever. But even if you knew that this was coming, that you expected Brian Danielson and Adam Cole to eventually go to AEW, for it to actually happen, now you look at the fallout and say, what is this impact going to be in the short term and the long term, which is something we always bring up when it comes to punk and all this other stuff that AEW's done. What's the short term and long term impact? I think immediately right away, the short term impact is they have added in a layer of unpredictability to their shows and a layer of just unbelievable buzz that you just have not seen anywhere else in quite a while. And it is something where, you know, AW is not necessarily looked at as the alternative necessarily to WWE anymore. Like they look like a company that has a roster that is built to be a, you know, a legitimate Top company, like they they have now built this kind of roster, and that's where we say if you have people that are deciding that AW is a better fit for them career wise, and they're not having to do it by necessity, um, they're doing it, you know, voluntarily, saying I don't have to go to AW, I want to go to AW, and if more top stars make that same type of decision, if you're someone in WWE and you're looking at that and you say, wow, that's very appealing to me, you know. The more people that make that decision and the more momentum that swings your way, a lot of good things can happen. Just ask WCW in 1996. But of course, on the flip side, a lot of bad things can happen too. Although I don't necessarily expect um, Tony Khan and company to, to go down that road because I think the 
there's another podcast, right? Like we could spend a lot of time talking about where things went wrong in WCW. But um, just in this era, it's something that just feels different. It feels uh, so unique to everything that is going on. And I think it's only going to be something that adds to AEW's momentum at the, at the moment. And uh, it's just, it's going to be quite a ride to see where they go from here and can they build off of this. Um, because I think that they did something very special by having that visual of Brian Danielson and Adam Cole both debuting within a span of a couple minutes on their biggest pay-per-view in history. Um, I think that's going to, you know, let, people are going to remember that. And I also think that means that there are going to be a lot of people who are going to really look at AEW uh, and say, wow, like this may be uh, the company that we've always talked about. It. Like who's going to be the one to ultimately take down WWE, to challenge WWE? We've talked about companies over the years. Impact, of course, has been one that's always been brought up. Um, of course, more so a little while back, a little while back versus right now. Uh, but now you look at this and you say, this is a company with primetime players. Um, they've they've got they've got it all, and it's just a matter of continuing to grow. And um, that's why I think that the fallout from this is just going to be so interesting, and uh, we will see where things go from here. But uh, certainly, an unbelievable period in professional wrestling right now and uh you can check everything out we have going on over 41mania.com to keep up with all of it check out all our news our columns reviews everything over there as i mentioned i'll have the link to the column i wrote uh, talking about the hall and nash comparisons with danielson and cole i'll put that in the uh the show notes be sure to read that a uh, nice little uh, complimentary piece to this podcast and uh also be sure to check out our youtube channel more videos on the way we're going to be doing a lot of those here coming up, we're going to also talk a little bit, a little retro stuff we've got uh, working on. So any people who are fans of, you know, old school wrestling as well, we've got some videos coming on that and some audio stuff here on the podcast. So uh, I think you'll have a lot of fun with that as well. And uh, as always, the link to the GoFundMe for Larry Zonka's family, we'll have that in the show notes. Be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can. And uh, everything else, 411mania.com. Check it all out there. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.